Welcome to episode 37 of the Off Kilter podcast. Today's episode is called Using Movement to Practice the Skill of Physical Choice. And it is with the lovely Stephanie Daney. Stephanie is a movement teacher in Brooklyn, New York. She has over 25 years of training in modern dance. And this background that she has in dance has really helped her form the foundation of how she teaches, moves, trains, and her philosophy around movement. She helps people build stronger, more flexible bodies by using flexibility and strength. So her work is in bridging this gap between flexibility and strength. So today in the episode, we talk about training, what fitness means. We talk about movement and having a movement practice, the importance of play and how you can bring more play into your training or movement practice. We speak about her work uh, in flexibility and strength. And my biggest takeaway from this conversation was how movement helps you practice the skill of physical choice. So we spoke a lot about choice and having the choice uh, and being able to build this through your movement practice, which is super cool. I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And you can connect with Stephanie uh, on her Instagram. She shows up really powerfully and shares a lot of information on movement, flexibility and strength. So you can find her at Dainey Movement. Okay, let's do this. Episode 37. Enjoy. This is the Off Kilter Podcast. It is about breaking rules, listening to your ovaries, and coloring outside of the lines. Each week, we will connect and be in conversation about how to reignite your sexuality, feel powerfully graceful, and deeply connected to your body, all while navigating life. I am your teacher, Amy Kate Burke. So this is episode 37 of the Off Kilter podcast, and I I am joined by Stephanie, and she is in Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, and she's sitting in her beautiful space, uh, and it's got skylights and brick, and uh, if you follow her, or after this podcast, you have to follow her, and we'll dive into why, you'll see this beautiful space that she practices in uh and to me environment super important and then i'm sitting in my apartment here in vancouver so stephanie welcome to the podcast welcome thank you so good to be here yeah so good to connect it's nice to connect so yeah stephanie and i connected uh maybe six five or six months ago uh via social media and she is in the movement world And so today we're going to talk about movement, her work as, uh, well, I guess, what do you call yourself? You know, the the, the definition keeps changing. Um, I would call you a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, the, some of the clients that I have, that's how they describe me as well. Yeah. And I believe, I believe we're all teachers because we all have uh, something to teach each other, but yeah, I would. I would say that you're a teacher. So yeah. 
Well, you know, I have, I have like 25 years of dance training and before, you know, so, and I've done lots of teaching in there. So that's kind of, I think, um, shaped how I also work with people one-on-one and apply it. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. So this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about, well, you're a mover, you're a dancer, you're a teacher. We'll talk about your story, about the work that you do now and your why behind that. And then, you know, like my favorite, we'll just make it up and see where it goes. Yeah. See where it goes. Love okay. It. So let's start with what you do now. So I guess what you, what I would consider myself <laughs> now, it's always changing. Um, I would say I'm leaning more towards flexibility coach. Um, and that is the way that I see flexibility is also strength. So there, that umbrella is kind of the flexibility of the strength world. Um, learning how to, uh, you know, engage in your body and just kind of increase your, your awareness, um, in the, in the realm of flexibility and strength. Um, but then I also have a side of me that's more creative movement coach. Um, and this is where the dancer side of me comes from. So I have a background in modern dance. That's kind of my baby. Um, that's why I said nonverbal communication. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like that creating, that expressing. Um, and so I, I, I you know, I, I banged my head for a long time ago. Well, how do I incorporate this into with my clients, you know? Um, but essentially that's what I'm teaching people. I'm teaching people how to be creative movement movers um, and how to make choice with their movement. So that's, that's kind of an exciting realization. I came up, you know, uh, this is, this is newer. I'm, I'm, I'm putting this part out of me uh, in like, in a way that's tangible um, and putting words to it. But that's, that's how I would say that's how I am. That's what I am. Okay. All right. So I love that. And I can't wait to get into this, this piece of you developing this, like this, this creative side. Uh, and I know it's grounded in your background as a dancer. So I want to go back a little bit and talk about you, you, your experience as a dancer. Uh, mm-hmm. So you've been, when did you start? So I, I've been in the dance world since I was, I think I started when I was six or seven years old. Um, you know, in the studio that I, I grew up, it, it wasn't, it was recreational, it was for fun, it was something that I always came back to, um, and I really spent most of my time growing up just like, I wouldn't go out at Friday night, I would go to the dance studio Friday night, um, and because there was just something that I connected so much with, with that ability to, to express, and also, I think the ability to perform was cool performing is cool but it was more about the the respect I got when I was creating and expressing and I think that's what kind of oh has always sold the deal like so um that's that's always what sealed the deal for yeah me and why I've always kept coming back to it so um so I decided to go to college for it I went to Ohio State University which is a great modern dance program um through there you know I was exposed to a lot of amazing artists, amazing choreographers, and it's definitely that that time in college shaped who I am now, and I would not be the same person if I had not gotten exposed to those people. Um, and then, you know, I moved to, to, New, to New York, and I was always dancing, but I, I didn't want to be a performer. It's a hard life. Performing is a hard life. And I knew that in myself. It was more, dance always for me was 
creating and expressing. And so, um, you know, I just was like, okay, well, what's going to pay the bills, you know, and somehow I came across personal training and that kind of molded with my movement background, at least for me, that's, I, I saw huge similarities there. I'm like, let's try this out, you know? Um, so that's kind of how I, I developed into a personal trainer here in New York, but obviously my, my story has developed even more since just even six years ago when I started. So. So six years ago was when you transitioned to New York and found and started to navigate into yeah. the, the training space. Yes. And it was, it was always so interesting. I think this was funny because when I first became a personal trainer, like, I mean, I'm a dancer. We really don't do strength training as like conditioning. It's, it's Pilates, it's yoga, it's dance class. Like that's what you do. Some people do it. Um, but that was never my experience. So I just was like, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm a good mover. I can teach people how to move. Like that's essentially what personal training is. And I was, I was doing a lot of rock climbing and I was like, well, being strong is super cool. I was like, this is a new, new thing that I've never, you know, allowed my body to do. And I just went and got hired at Equinox, which I mean, they pretty much hire anybody who's willing to work for like no money and like put in lots of hours. So I was, I was hired. Um, and it took me a long time to navigate myself, like navigate through what fitness meant to me. Because when I first started, I was like, honestly, I didn't know what half the equipment was. I was like, what is this? I don't know what this is. So a lot of that time was spent. I mean, it was it's hilarious. My friend was like, are you serious? Like Somebody that started with me, I was like, yeah, I don't know. So a lot of the time was me just being a sponge in the fitness world and being like, okay, well, how do you guys do things? what's this? What, what, what are, what are the principles behind this? And I did love it because it's teaching people how to move well. Um, but I always felt really kind of like shy and, and, and scared to really show how I thought movement was. Um, especially in that environment, it's, it's, you know, I, I worked at the biggest gym in, in the West village. It's very aesthetically based. It's people, other trainers, you know, it's like, this is right, this is wrong. This is right, this is wrong. And that's how I felt going in. It might have been, you know, not everybody was like that. But as a newbie, that's how I felt. And so I've always been very, like, kind of shy. That's why I think I've always been, you know, um, more of an artist. And, and um, so it's, you know, the I haven't really felt like I could show my voice because until this year, until I went private, actually, maybe um, last year. And I was like, well, no, this is like, I, what I view as fitness is not, it's just, I don't know, I guess we could go into the whole, what we view as fitness thing. Um, but after spending some time and like asking myself some questions, it's like, no, fitness is adaptability. Fitness is feeling good in your body. Fitness is being able to move like well, and like, just, just be able to do what you want to do with it. Um, and so, you know, that's, that, I guess that's kind of how I've, I've, transitioned and here I am. So yeah, that's that. Oh, oh, I love it. There's so much in there that will unpack. There's a lot in there. So I know I like that you really like that you highlight uh, and ask this question, well, what is fitness? And I, so I talk about training a lot and I, I picked the word one, because it, it feels familiar to people, like they kind of know what it means. And so it could be the same with fitness. Yeah. But really, those two things are just under this big umbrella of movement. 
yeah. and having a practice, a movement practice, just moving the body. And so, yeah, if we look at this umbrella, they're just like the prongs in the umbrella. Uh, mm-hmm. And yes, we can use the word because it can sound familiar to people, but what really is it? And it yeah. does come back to, well, it's just movement. It's moving. Yeah. Uh, yep. But yeah, I want to spend some time talking to you about being in this fitness world yeah. uh, and you having a real movement background. Because I believe modern dance and contemporary dance, like dancing is one of the most powerful tools and levers yeah. um, in the movement space. Like to have that background, uh, I believe that in gymnastics, you know, if you yeah. have that you have learned about movement because you've learned about, you know, your body is the tool. Whereas if you go into a gym, most people don't view their body as a tool. No. Well, I mean, our our body, our vessel, our body is a vessel to move from point A to point B, you know, and like the, the, I think what the exercises that I've seen and the way that the, the fitness world sets, sets, movement up is you know these these specific exercises well where do those translate into the everyday life like where what is that like you're not doing lunges throughout the you know like to to, to point a to point b you're not doing that like great to set up you know your your, your joints to, to be strong but um in reality like that's I, I i think that we're missing this this choice and this improvisation of from modern dance this is a word i grabbed from modern dance of of navigating through life through everyday life like improvising through everyday life yeah so in dance uh what are some like core concepts or principles that they teach you that you start to learn so this could be just like when you started college and you did the you did dance but how do they even start to help you connect to your body and what are some yeah some like core like principles that really that help that? I don't know if that question makes sense, but it, it makes, it makes sense. I mean, in, in dance in general, like there's, there's set moves, like there's for this, for the most part, like modern, modern, you, you, you go to class and, you know, you learn how to manipulate your body through space, do using different tools. So momentum using, where does the initiation of the movement come from? So you're very connected with where movement comes from. And that's something that like, that is one of my passions for sure about, you know, this whole creative movement thing that I'm, I'm, I'm doing now. Um, what is the quality of the movement? Like really college was a time to deep, to, to dive deep in there and also to ask, well, what is movement too? Like it could be anything. It could be a gesture. It can be just like a very, very slow step and knowing how to be present in that moment. Um, but then also it's, it's a, there's an internal presence and there's also a connection to the outside. So there's connection to others that, that we start to develop, especially in things like contact and coordination. Um, and then there's also the, the relationship, which I guess kind of ties in with the uh, initiation and momentum, like the your relationship to the world, to the environment. And I think those concepts are something that's that I see is a, and you see some people and now the movement culture and the movement world, like they're doing it. They're connecting to others. They're connecting to the environment. Um, and, and that to me is like, that, that's, that's the bee's knees right there. Like that's really, when you start to, to connect to those concepts, like you move differently, you interact with the world differently and you are a different person. Like you, you just, 
that's where you start to master, you know, your movement. Um, so I guess that would be a concept, those, those connecting to those different places also. Yeah, and you have, like in dance, there's such a beautiful relationship to the body and the floor and, and coming back to, and I think the floor is so powerful, it can teach you so much about, yeah. about the body, about softness and hardness and, well, yeah. and like you said, that, that momentum and you're learning, yeah, these concepts that if you think if you came from a traditional sport background or, you know, you have just been training or in the fitness space, you don't get taught these concepts. No. But the thing where I want to go with this is, okay, that doesn't sound sexy to me. Yeah. If I am a person that just wants to train or work out or, you know, get, um, get a certain result, what, whatever that is, what results mean to them. When we talk about this, this movement and these concepts and flexibility and it doesn't sound sexy. It does. Yeah. And that's what I've struggled with so long. And I think that's why I put it off for so long. But there, the thing is like, okay, you're going to speak to one sort of person and you're really speaking to the people that are, that are open-minded and like, and that are, are willing to, to look inside themselves a little bit to see what else they can do, to see how else they can grow. Um, and that's once I came to terms with like, you know, I'm not going to speak to everybody and that's okay. So there's definitely a, a, a specific person that's, that's, that you just need to be open to it. Um, and I've, and I'm still struggling with how, how I think I would bring that value to somebody who might not necessarily think of, think of it. Um, because I do, I think that you either you're open to it or it, it's just, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to try to, to try to like, I can't convince you. That's, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. And I, and it's, it's so beautiful to speak to you because if you come from this strong dancing background, you've known this always, you've experienced, uh, your body's always been a lever, you know, the movement and the dancing has been a lever for you to connect to yourself. I, I come from a gymnastics background, uh, and then I was a Olympic weightlifter, but I haven't, I haven't always been in the place that I am now, like using the movement to connect. Mm -hmm. And so I was always focused on the outcome, the result, you know, how well I did in gymnastics, what place I got, how much I lifted the weight on the bar, how it looked. Uh, And I never really viewed, like I loved moving my body, but I never viewed it from the place that I do now. And so for me, like five, six, seven years ago, I would have just been, no, it's like how well I lift the outcome, the result. Yeah. I want to be good at it. And so, yeah, talk to me about helping people come back to this connection piece. Uh, when say you might start working with someone and there's this disconnection there or this uh, focus on an outcome or a result, how do you start to help them build that connection between the movement and their body? Well, I think, I mean, the, the bring someone coming back to something tangible, the ground, like the ground right there, like, you know, it's amazing. I'm sure lots of people walk through this world and they just, they don't understand how they are actually connecting to the ground. And when you stop and allow time to really navigate and play in that area, um, I think, you know, having a curiosity and allowing a curiosity to kind of 
to come up is important as well. Um, and you know, so so coming back to the ground, coming back to that connection, because that's something very tangible that we all can understand. Um, but then also, you know, how do for me, I'm big on choice. How do you teach somebody to make choices? Um, and that's a that's what I find. I mean, it's just so it comes so naturally to to me as as a dancer and as you know, having improv. My that's like my favorite thing ever. Make shit up, like go, you, like just do whatever you want. And I love that. Um, but that is that is a skill that requires like that you need encouragement to be able to go there. That's scary. That is super scary. And I think that that's there's lots to learn about yourself inside of that. And so I teach a lot of people. You know, I'll have like a set movements, um, set phrase, like there's maybe like, okay, let's do deep squat, like just things that they know. So start working on, on getting them the positions that they understand, like Kozak squat, deep squat, um, I, I don't know, like some super long lunge, something like that. And then being able to phrase those together, because the same thing happened in dance. Like when I was taught how to do this, like this is the same way they taught us to dance. Like you string the phrases together. Okay, so now you're gonna string these movements together. Okay, so now you get comfortable learning how to move from one to the other. Okay, so now you start to take that away a little bit. Okay, so now you're gonna just use these two moves and you're gonna choose when that you go in in and out of, out of um, and you create your own phrase. Um, and yeah, just, just having like that freedom is terrifying to some people, you know, cause it's just, it's, it's, it's just not, it's not developed. And I think learning to trust your movement, learning to trust your intuition and learning to trust that you're safe and that, that this was the right choice and going with it. Like those are skills that you can take everywhere outside of like just the fitness world. So that like the choice, choice is, is the number one thing that I really find. Um, I don't know if that's, I guess that that's kind of answers your question, but that's, that's where I, that's what I find. Yeah, no, I love that. It's beautiful. When you're speaking, what's coming up and what I'm hearing from this is that we, well, we're not taught, we're not really taught how to be, we were movers, but then we, we're not really taught how to move. So through dance, what they've, what they, what they do is they, okay, the body is the tool. They teach you a movement. So in isolation, you're learning a skill essentially. Yeah. And then they put that together with another movement or another skill. And so then you have, like you said, this little phrase or this sentence. So you started with a word, then you build a sentence. And then from then that's when you can start to like improvise. So you could just jump on the floor and flow around because you have a million words and a million sentences in your brain that makes up a beautiful essay. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Beautiful. (laughs) Where we're stuck is that we have words as humans, but those are just like training and this is, it's okay. Yeah. Like I think it all falls under the umbrella and there's no right way or wrong way. Uh, We're more and what I hear from you and, and through my work, it's like digging underneath. Yeah. Like really we're just using these as, as levers to connect to our body. And then what did we learn from that? So The other thing that came up for me is that you have to give them some boundaries or some constraints because if you say go, they freeze. Overwhelming. (laughs) Overwhelming. Overwhelming. This is the same way, like, and that's why play too is very important and very important in my practice. And and I'm finding that it's something that um, I'm like, I need to incorporate play because it does, it gives you those boundaries 
to then move past them or figure out something that you otherwise wouldn't have figured out. Um, yeah, so that's, yeah, play. Play is important in there too. And something that we really struggle with. Yeah. Play. We, we don't really know how anymore. And so I yeah. like that you start with this concept of taking something familiar uh, for them and then starting to link it together and then giving them some constraints or some boundaries so they feel safe. Because we feel yeah. really safe when we have boundaries or... Yeah you know, we know we're told exactly what to do. Uh, and then they can start to develop that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah. And then, I mean, play in general, like you have to, I just actually did a workshop with, um, with a, with a, with a colleague over the, the weekend about play. And it's like, you have to have that safe space. And that's when, um, you know, you have to have that space, that, that safe space in order to, uh, you know, to trust yourself, to go a little bit deeper into it. Um, and boundaries, like boundaries are super important. Rule, rules, anything that you can, you know, take as a guide and then you diverge from that. Yeah, and then you break them. <laughs> yep, break them, all. break all, all, all the time. Rule breaker um, right here, love it. So if someone is, they feel like they're craving more play, more lightness, but uh, they don't even know where to start, how how do they start to incorporate more play? Uh, there's, I mean, the easiest thing, I think that it, it's more, anytime that you're looking for a skill. So like juggling for me was a super easy one. And I think it's very relatable to a lot of different people. They also see that as like coordination, um, brain training. So that's play though. I mean, think about what you're you're doing. Like that you're playing, you're developing a skill. So that's an easy one right there. Um, you know, there's, you just set a simple little guideline. Like I have, a, I have a task that I want to complete. Okay, so how can I complete this task? Like just, just start with in, in that framework. Um, and then, you know, you can even go a little bit further. Okay, so now I have this task, say I want to touch I, I, I want to I wanna touch something that's like slightly outside of, of where I, I want to be um, with my toe. That's it. I'm going to reach with my toe and try to touch it. Okay, cool. What else can I touch in relation with that toe, like in a different direction? So it's just finding like um, parameters for yourself and you can just make it up, you know? And there's people like get ideas off the internet, get ideas from, you know, follow other people. Like that's, that's um, one of the things I want to do is just like, showcase those simple, simple tasks that you can then, you know, go and, and, and make your own. And, and what you find inside of that is, is so valuable. Oh, I love that. Is that where you're going with this creative movement? It's, you know, these are, these are things I do, I do with clients and, and it's just, um, it, it's, it's then just being able to put that out there for other people to kind of grab onto, because I feel, I realize it's so easy for me to come up with these ideas just because I've, I've, you know, this is, this has been, I was, I went to school for, for learning how to generate movement and create movement. Um, and so it, it, you know, putting that out there so that way other people that aren't necessarily um, inclined to be able to think of those things on their own, like, yeah, that's what I want to, I want to just showcase, showcase, you know, give people little ideas. It's, it's, once you, it's a practice, once you start practicing it and you get more comfortable with it and you start viewing things in that way, it comes easier. 
Yeah. yeah. I love that one that you posted last week. It was the reaching as far as you can. Uh, and then you go, you're stepping into that. And then all the one that you said with touching your toe. And often before I start training, I'll do something that is playful. Yeah. Whether with it's myself or with a partner. I love partner work. I love yeah. doing partner uh, me too at the start but right now it's hard yeah. right now it's hard no I am I am my cat that's my partner yeah, yeah <laughs> when we you're do, trapped we play we play I do um she doesn't know it's play but you know <laughs> I put like little tasks like okay I'm gonna just like circle my foot around her and see what happens um partner play is is really I think that that's something that more people need to because you learn so much about how to relate to somebody um, non-verbally like what you can clue into is just like you just feel so much closer and so much more present when you understand what somebody else is doing physically it's it's something that more people need to need to play with yeah when you're I get so much joy from that yeah with a group of people that are moving together uh, or just even in the same space and that energy, that flow you can feel. Yep. And there you're doing, say, a partner push-up game or a partner touch game or whatever it is. Yeah, that connection is so powerful. I, I love it. I often make yeah. Carson, my boyfriend, play with me. He's He likes it, but he's not you know, as into it as I am. And yeah. so, but it's yeah. beautiful for us to connect before yeah. we start training. I really love yeah. it because you're working off each other. There's laughter there. Well, yeah. And you, you understand, you start to also understand touch in a very different way um, and weight shift in a very different way. And, and it depends on like the type of game that you're playing with a partner, but like just sharing the information that you get from somebody else from not speaking is so much deeper than what you actually realize. Like there needs to be a give and, a, and you have to work together. So there's just this underlying understanding that like you just, you're probably the closest and listening the most to somebody without actually having words. It's really, it's, it's a beautiful, like when you're in it, like it's really beautiful. I think, I think it would be so powerful for couples to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like to, can like one kind of form of like intimacy and connection is to yeah. play these movement games with each other. Yeah. I, I reckon it's so powerful to bring that relationship that relating closer together well of course i mean you just shut up right <laughs> you shut up you don't talk and now you okay so how uh, how now do we connect like that's 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 a big thing that's yeah non like i said big nonverbal communication fan yeah okay so for someone you would recommend just starting say maybe at the start of their training or their uh workout just spending like five minutes starting to explore and it could be as simple as you're in a space and you can't move one foot and then you're going to try and touch your toe to as many things as possible yeah, there and you, go. you yeah. can jump on, uh, jump onto Stephanie's uh, Instagram. She posts so so many things, uh, and she did post last week one where she was reaching her foot as far as she possibly could, and then stepping down. And so she does post little 
little bits that she um, plays around with. Okay. So that's how you can start to incorporate some play. Yeah. Anything like, and if you're stepping a space, okay. What would it be like if I was just to walk around on my toes? Like just oh, like walk around the space, just touch your toes. You know, like the balls of your feet to the ground or just walk on your heels or just walk on the, like that's play right there. It's like, you're giving your body a task and you just kind of have to figure it out. Um, so just something as simple as that. Okay. Beautiful. I love that. So there's this side of your, your practice personally, and then your practice as a teacher and a coach, this creative movement. How do we bring in play, more creativity, this, more of these concepts of dance? And then you have the other side, which is this flexibility and strength side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm currently going through um, uh, certification right now with range of strength. I'm not, not sure if you're familiar with uh, and that has definitely like shaped my view of flexibility. And essentially now what I'm coming to find is that any exercise can be a flexibility exercise, any exercise. It just depends on what your goal is, like the intent behind that exercise. Um, and you know, like exercise, like when I was at, when I was at Equinox and I was at the gym, if there was a Jefferson curl that happened in the gym, I would be like, everyone would be like, oh. <gasps> what you know like and and so there's always just like this you don't load flexibility stigma and it took me a while like back in my brain I was like no I don't believe that though like, I just don't believe that like I have the flexibility I should be able to use that flexibility inside of that um and so now I'm like that's essentially like any strength exercise I do a one of my goals is to increase my flexibility with that um and so that's been like a huge transition for myself. And that's why I say like, like I'm more a flexibility coach because there's so much more to that statement than what, you know, just like, okay, we're going to stretch for whatever, like, you know, 30 seconds, you know, be in this motion for 30 seconds. Stretch. Well, that actually doesn't increase your flexibility. Like there's, there's a whole other side that you can really um, dive into and it's not in the, like, it's not utilized in the world enough. And as a dancer too, the strength training behind that flexibility is like not necessarily that's not how dancers condition like so dancers are super super flexible but they don't have that strength behind it and so they're they get a lot of injuries like i'm the same way like i can do a pancake super easy side split holding a side split could not do it for the life of me and like bridging the gap between those two areas for me has actually opened up a huge range that i even though I'm, I'm pretty flexible, but it's also like getting rid of like little aches and pains. Like it's getting rid of all these little things. I just see the value there is um, really beneficial to anybody. Dancers, that's who I'm, I'm probably going to be focusing on because I just, I see there's a huge gap there. Um, but then also, you know, everyday average Joe's just to increase that sort of flexibility and that strength in there. Um, I think it's a, it's a, underutilized area in in the fitness world and it's like that needs to there needs to be more more of that out there so that's it's exciting I'm it's uh it's just one of those things like I always felt in the back of my brain that I was like no this should be approached differently but now I'm finally like there's people out there doing that um and so yeah that's 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 where I'm at with that flexibility It's, it's cool it's fun Yeah, I think it's going to be so powerful for you to show up in the space of 
the dancing world because like you said they're extremely flexible it's the same as yogis i've worked with quite a few yogis super flexible not strong not stable uh and myself as well i'm super flexible but put me in some ranges i'm not that strong because I've never, you ne- never developed that strength, that active flexibility yeah. component, yeah. Um, which is the powerful piece. Uh, and often I love dispelling this myth around like, you know, don't lock out a joint or if I have, you know, I can go into hyperextension. I shouldn't, I should never lock out my knee or my elbow. And to give people the knowledge that will know, actually like that's your, that's your range. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not strong and stable, totally. You can injure yourself if you just slam it into that. But if you develop the joint strength and the stability and the, the tendons and the muscles around it, that's it. That's your range. You can yeah. be strong in that. <laughs> and, and like it, and it ties into more like now you have, when, when you develop your flexibility and strength, like now you have more variety. Now you have more movement possibilities. And so now it ties back in of choice. So there's, there's again, like, okay, so now that I, I've developed as much, you know, like stopes as much variety as I can in my body and in my joints and actually use them. Um, now, now, how do I, how do I bring this back to choice? So it just, it's kind of a, it's a circle for me. Oh, I, I like that. I like that you bring back in this choice. It opens up opportunity, freedom, because often when people talk about stretching, again, it's not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to stretch. No, no, it's not. Yeah. And, you know, and that's, that's also like, okay, so how do you, how do you approach flexibility in a way that is sexy and I, I think strength I think uh, uh, strong flexibility I think that's sexy like I think that's super sexy and I think that more people will realize its benefits too <laughs> yeah because do you know what's not sexy being in pain is not sexy yeah yes <laughs> being able to touch your toes that's not that's not sexy, sexy. <laughs> ah. no <laughs> no being injured that's not sexy all of these things happen because we haven't developed the we haven't moved we haven't moved the joints to the tissue and the muscles in a range we don't have that active flexibility so all of those things that you're experiencing that's not sexy (laughs) do you know what is sexy being able to move freely have choice in your movement not being in pain Yeah, I know. And I think that I think most I think people are going to start realizing it. I think we're in a spot now where like it's it's it is being more shown in the forefront of like how it is important, how important it is. So um, that that'll be exciting. And that shift happening. You see it already. You see a lot of and especially like the movement world, like you see that shift, that strong flexibility. Um, And I think that I, I, you know, it's just going to be a matter of time (laughs) for at least other places. Yeah. So has this been exciting because you, because for so long you were specialized in dance and now coming into this strength world, what has it been like for you personally? Personally, I mean, it's, it's, it's cool because I, as it is, like you just, you don't really do upper body. Like I never did pull-ups. I never did anything like that. So um, to have a whole other area that I can, that my body is proficient in is super awesome. Um, and that's very exciting for me. And just, just the 
overcoming, you know, like the, the, like, I guess overcoming the fear of doing something new like that is that's, I think the, the most fulfilling thing for me. And you could, you could take that into not just like your strength training, but also just in like your mental training too. Um, and I think that that was the biggest takeaway I saw from like the, the, like the, my, my strength training and things like that is, um, is developing the ability to overcome something that you didn't think that you could do. Um, and I, that's, that's now my definition of strength. So it's, it's, it's body, you strengthen your body. Yes. But now it's also, it's mental, mental as well. So, um, you know, like I said, it, 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 it took me a long time to get to a point where it's like, well, no, this is the type of exercise I want to do. This is why I want to, you know, this is the, I see the benefit behind this, um, and not listen to other people saying what I should and shouldn't be doing. That was the biggest thing for me. It was like, I'm a newbie. I come in and okay, well, what are, I shouldn't be doing this. Okay. Then I'm not going to do it. But then really it's like having that, that, that strength to, to back up, like, no, this is the why, and this is, this is why I should be doing it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, now I just do stuff because I want to do it. Like, oh, what's my goal? What do I want to be able to do? I want to be able to do this. Okay. So work for it. And that's, that's it. Coming back to choice. Coming back to choice. Exactly. And that's, I've been thinking about that a lot in quarantine, like prioritizing what my goals actually are. Like, I don't have to do a million different exercises. I don't, what, what is my, what's my priority? I don't want to be able to do pull-ups. I want to be able to do handstands. Like, you know, I want like strong splits and things like that. Um, and at the end of the day, like I want to develop new skills. Like that's, that's kind of what, that's what Dick like kind of directs my, my, my movement practice now. It's just like, what is my priority? Yeah. And I, and it can take a while to get there. And I think for anyone who's on that journey, it's important to, to go through it all. Yeah. Yeah. To learn, to learn it all, to specialize in something for a little while and then to move away from that and come back to this generalist approach. And uh, it can take a long time to get to the place that Stephanie's talking about that I talk about often, which is now just moving for the joy of it, uh, you know, moving to, to the process of the skill. Yeah. It's not so much about the skill, but it's more like the process, like going through it. Um, yeah. it's doing whatever you want. It's not attaching to the outcome often. Sometimes my brain still struggles, but <laughs> everybody, everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think there's beauty in going through all the other parts first. Like I, you know, I love that I just specialize in gymnastics for a really long time. I love that I just ran for a while. I love that I just did Olympic weightlifting. Like all of these things have taught me so much. And it's now in my movement and training practice that I now have this, this view, but it wasn't always that way. (laughs) No, of course. But I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, and I, I also think about this fitness as adaptability, like you are adapting to a new set of what you that you're interested in, like new skills, you're adapting to those skills. Um, and there is crossover that happens. Like, it's not just like, this is separate, this is separate. Like, like there is, there are skills that, that, that help you go through all of that. And, and, um, you know, once I think that's, that's really exciting. It's like, there is a set of skills 
that you can have to help cross all these different disciplines. Um, I, don't, I don't think I can verbalize those skills, but yes. I think flexibility is one of them, I think for sure. <laughs> Strong flexibility right there, yeah. So over the past couple of months since being, well, the rhythm of the world's been disrupted, uh, have you just been spending time thinking about thinking about your relationship to movement, to training and what yeah. you want to, where yeah. you want to take it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was, that's been like, honestly, that's been like the underlying, like, I guess, the, that's been the, the greatest thing about having time away um, is that and I go, okay, well, what, no, actually what is important to me? Um, and I find that play, I wasn't playing enough back, back. It's always something that comes back to me um, is play but through improvisation, but it could be so much more than that. And it's really, I find such joy when that's in my practice on a regular, regular thing. Like it shouldn't go away and then come back. It shouldn't go away and come back. I, I find that I actually, um, mentally, I'm not as clear if I don't have this sort of play available to me in my practice and you know you never really understand it whether it's happening like out in the day and you're busy and you're working and you're hustling and you're commuting um but the simple like just simplifying what my practice actually looks like I'm, I'm, I'm that's the biggest thing that I find is like mentally I'm a different person um when I have the ability to, to be curious and to explore um and to be more present and and in my body and with what I, with what I want physically, with what I need physically for that day. Um, so that's, yeah, that I've, I, that's the lesson out of all of this that I'm going to take away. Um, and one of the reasons why I'm now shifting to be like, no, this is, this is what's important to me. It always comes back. Play always comes back in whatever way possible. And I, I, my play is improv, improvisation. Um, it's play. You know, it's curiosity, it's exploring, um, and yeah, it's so that that's something that's always that's worked with me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to dis disconnect from that. Yeah. So when <clears throat> when the rhythm goes back uh, into more of a normal, that's going to sit right there, high for you. Yeah, yeah. your yeah. attention still yeah. wants to be around this. Let's still find curiosity. Let's still play. I'm yeah. going to make space to do this, to explore. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like that's meaningful to me. That's what being a human is like being able to express and being able to create. And, um, you know, you can, you can get lost in the hustle bustle, but it's, it's, I've learned enough that like that's, that needs to be a spot that that's always there in my practice. Yeah, and I think, I think it needs to be there for everyone. Now, it doesn't have to come through movement, but some lever, some expression, whether that's through drawing, painting, whatever way it is, but some kind of artistic um, yeah. Yeah, expression of that. I think we do all crave that. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's trying to find, well, what's our lever to feel yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And I do, being human, like that's what we are able to do. We are able to create. Um, and I shied away from the improv just because it's a little weirder. It's a little like, you know, doing that kind of stuff in the fitness world. I was just kind of like a little weirder. I'd always a little, little intimidated, but like I'm at this point where I'm like, I don't care anymore. Like, that's what I love and that's my joy. And uh, yeah, finding that for, for, for anybody, anybody to have that in their practice is super important. And it can come in all sorts of forms. It can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like you said before, it won't be for everyone, but it will be for those people that are like, hey, wow, that's a bit weird. That's cool. That's like, yeah. yeah. And often the times that I get the most connection with people is when I've done something that's weird, that's different, something that they yeah. have just never really seen. Uh, and they're super fascinated by it. Yeah. And for a long time, I didn't really show that or I didn't really do that with my own body. It yeah. was just you know, Olympic weightlifting and that's, you know, what I showed and how I showed up. But then when you start to explore yourself and you start to show, you will, you'll grab attention to people that are, are like ready, ready to see that. They're curious about, yeah. hey, and that no, is find, training. Like, they'll find you. Like, you know, that's the biggest thing. It's like, they're there. People, you know, there's something for everybody. Yeah. Um, and if somebody connects to, connects to it, then you know, that's, that's great. Like I, I want to be able to show what it can do for me, for other, like what it does to me, but for other people as well. Like it's very empowering. Yeah. Yeah. And so you see, uh, you see people like one-on-one. -on -one? Yeah, I see. Oh, so right now I'm not, I, I'm all, yeah. all, all digital. Um, but yeah, so I will do, I mean, but the type of programming I do, I do kind of it has everything. It has flexibility, it has movement strength. And then also this play aspect there's always um that's and and it just depends on if, if someone's receptive to it as well you know there's always you can kind of tell you feel it out you feel it out you dive deeper if they're interested um but yeah so i and i would like moving forward to is um when things start to change a little bit like group classes things things like that to explore more um of that movement that play side so yeah, I'm, 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 things, wheels are turning up here for, for when things start to open back up. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, um, yeah, what comes, what, what you create, what this space has given you just to allow space to, you know, yeah, reflect on how, how you want to show up for yourself and then for others. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to finish with five questions. Okay. Let's do it. Why do you train? Why do I train? Um, I'd say for the ability to express and create. I think that's the underlying theme for everything. Physically, emotionally, like just being able to um, bring that out of me in some way. Expression and creation. I love that. I love that word expression. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's like, that's what we're here to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have to express. And I think it's so beautiful that you found a way that can help you express like who you are. Yeah. And it's always been there. It's always been there. Like I always come back. If there's anything like going on in my life, I always come back to dance. I always come back to movement. That's always been my constant. I might, you know, like kind of, it kind of goes away to the side, but I always end up coming back to it. Um, 
And so just like, yeah, I just, I just, you know what, this is what I do. This is how I like to do it. This is how I like to express. So here it is. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it helps. It helps how you show up in relationships, how you relate to other people, how you relate to the world. Yeah. It changes like your posture and not like your physical posture, but like the posture and how you show up in the world, which, yes. you know, if you can find that thing, that lever, whatever, yes. whatever it is. Yeah. Music, yeah. singing, writing, create, yeah. creating. I just, the creating part is so important for that expression part. Yeah. And, you know, and just to dive into, cause I, this is another thing I'm super um, passionate about is the, this improvisation, this creating that I'm, I'm talking about, but also this, this um, idea of connecting to flow state. And that's a whole nother thing that we can get into. Um, but also like this, this idea, and that is that flow state is in everything, you know, writing, music, art, whatever it is to, to like that, find that fulfillment and that joy in your life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. <laughs> I know so that's, that's something I'm, I'm, I'm going to dive down, dive into next. Um, you know, just like reading up on it because improvisation, like that is, that is flow state, you know, it's like, that's, that's my flow state. And so, um, yeah, I'm very interested in seeing, seeing how I can incorporate that a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. And so powerful because often we can't get there a lot of the yeah. time. Like when we're stuck in this certain rhythm, uh, yeah. it's very rare that we experience that on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, and I'm yeah. sure most people have experienced that in their life, but imagine if you could experience that every day. Yeah. Yeah. That you could get yourself into this space where you just have pure like joy and connection and expression and flow and, and yeah. so present. I just, I, that's so important for just, just meaning, like a, just having a meaningful life too, for me, for me. Yeah. Um, flow, yeah. And flow state is, I find that with my improv, like that's, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Makes me just want to improv all day, every day, all just day, so you can. I mean, it's, it's, it's life, right? If you do, you make you go through life improving, and it's fun. Okay, you have a billboard in Times Square, and it's it's going to stay there forever. It's permanent. What does it say on it? What does it say on it? So. There's something that I got from a Gaga class. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Gaga Dance. Um, it's a, there's a company in Israel, Batsheva Dance Company, and the director, the founder, created this, this dance vocab. Um, and it's essentially moving for the joy of movement, moving, um, finding the pleasure in moving. And so I always connected very deeply, but one of the Gaga classes I went to to, they always say very crazy imaginative like things and um, they work imagery and, and sensations but one of the classes we were like doing probably like two minutes worth of like a sit-up like you weren't allowed to come down on the ground you're just like curled up in like spinal flexion for like two minutes and you're just like this but they said something they're like think about how much easier this would be if you were smiling and like we all started laughing, we all started like smiling. But I was just like, that just spoke to me in general, just because it's like, you're right. All of a sudden we start smiling. You're like, okay, fine, like fine, we could do this for two minutes. It's it's fine. But I think that think about how much easier it would be if you were smiling is just a really something I always want to try to keep in my mind. Like just find the joy in it. 
Smile. I love that. It's going on the billboard in Times Square. (laughs) Think of how much easier it would be if you were smiling. Yep. Yeah, it comes to, you know, changing that positive, like just, you know, the, the, whatever happens muscular, like, like there's all sorts of stuff that, that happens, I guess, when you smile, just it triggers, um, I don't know, hormones. Yeah. Yeah. This definitely, it's, um, comes back to that, the Amy Cuddy, the body language shapes who you are and, uh, it definitely triggers something in your brain. Yeah. uh, I agree yeah, I say that. To, I say that to my clients, and they're just kind of like, "Okay, <laughs> okay." Right. I think we take ourselves seriously. too seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's the beautiful. So, in the art of possibility, the book, uh, one of the rules is don't take yourself too seriously. That's one of yeah. my favorites because we just take ourselves so seriously. Yep. Yeah, even doing two minutes of sit-ups, you know. <laughs> It was, it <laughs> Let's was, just smile. It's <laughs> like you're just going up and down and up and down and you can't put your hands on the ground or put your yeah. feet on the ground and you're just like, okay. <laughs> okay, What's what that? do you like that no one else really likes? Like, could this be anything? It could be anything. So recently I've had this, this obsession with cassette tapes. I got... <laughs> I got two cassette players. I have a cassette player. I don't know why. Nostalgia, something, something about it. I have like 30 cassette tapes over here. I have like a record player that like has a little cassette player. I've recently got like the Walkman, like the, whatever, like the little cassette players. And um, they've broken every single time that I've tried to actually, because it's just like absolute technology and it's just like not function like they just don't function well at all so every single like cassette player I have that's broken um, but for some reason I just love them that I just love them. <laughs> <laughs> it takes work you have to listen to the whole thing you can't fast forward yeah. you gotta listen to the whole album I for some reason my friends make fun of me they're like this is stupid I'm like, I, yeah. like I love that, that. <laughs> <laughs> okay Working. number four uh, your top three favorite books. Um, so, I my favorite favorite book of all time is Little Prince. Um, I have three Little Prince tattoos on me, and there's probably going to be more. But I didn't. I I read that book when I was like maybe 25. Like I had never read it when I was little. But just something like that idea of curiosity and imagination, and like staying with like this childlike mindset is um something that's just spoken to me so i have yeah i got the tattoos and like every single country i go to now i have to buy a a version of the little prince in that language so i'm like i'm starting a collection i love it um and then i actually this book i'm gonna i'm gonna show this because it's called free play and it's called the improvisation in life and art and essentially everything that we talked about about flow state about creativity about improvising and finding the joy in it has come from that book um and i just finished it and i just i like the entire thing is underlined um but there's a lot of really really great great um ideas to to go through in that and then i have maybe some poetry book from like bukowski I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. This is this. Yeah. You can have two. Two. Yeah. Those, those, yeah. Would be my, those are my two. Okay. Last question. What three things would you like to be remembered for? 
Um, so I think, I mean, coming back to my, I think the, the overall theme is uh, creativity, expression, um, and then I guess flexibility, because you can be flexible in all sorts of different ways. But that's, that's the overlying theme of my life right now. Creativity, expression, flexibility. Beautiful. That's it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, for this has been this been and sharing. Sorry if my words are, <laughs> you know. No, they were said, beautiful. I didn't gesture. I didn't gesture at all. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't give up on my words. We're good. But no, this has been great, Amy. It's also wonderful to like sit down and, and have to verbalize my ideas too, uh, especially as they're since they're so new. So not new, but they're they're coming to a spot where it's like, no, this is this is really how I feel, and this is how I'm I want to navigate moving forward. So it's great to be able to talk talk that talk through that. Yeah, it's uh, to express and articulate in a verbal form can be hard. Just like uh, in a movement form, it takes practice, uh, and so I think there's beauty in you know, doing a podcast or being on a podcast and, you know, being forced almost to, to express and articulate yourself in an area where, you know, you're, you just don't do it very often. Uh, and it helps, it helps like get what's happening in the mind, like out a little bit. Uh, so (laughs) yeah, it is. Yeah. You'll be hearing much more about this going forward. I'm sure. (laughs) Oh, no, I love it. It was, um, yeah, it was such a pleasure to speak with you. And yeah, I love, I love talking about this. I love talking about using the body as a tool to connect to yourself and to really build trust with yourself. Cause I yeah. just don't think we trust ourselves. And that's a, that's a, that is a concept that I also, yeah. Trusting yourself. It's learning how to trust yourself. Love that. Yeah. And I think it's so powerful when you learn how to connect to your body and you understand your body and you trust your body. Again, it, it just, it shows up in all other areas of your yeah, life. I say that. It crosses, it crosses yeah. everywhere. It is. Yeah. yeah. So it's, and it's, for a us, it's movement and, and training and a physical practice, but it can come in any form. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I believe that training and especially body weight training, like using yourself is one of the most powerful levers to build trust with our bodies. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. So thanks. Thanks for helping people build trust with their bodies. Thank Uh, you. And if anyone is, you know, wants to nerd out about this more, like reach out to me, um, you know, follow me on Instagram and I'm going to do my best to start posting all uh, more, more, playful tasks and things like that as well. Okay, beautiful. So tell people where they can find you. It is Danny Movement. So my last name, D-A-N-Y-I, Movement. Um, And then, yeah, just follow me on Instagram. You got it. And I want to be seeing more play from you too. Okay. I love it. I'll post more play. You have to post more play. And we'll inspire the people to play. There we go. Okay. Love it. Beautiful. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Amy. If you have any questions, you can connect with me on Instagram at Amy Kate Bow. I also write a daily blog. 
you can sign up on my website, amykatebow.com. Thank you for making the space to listen today. Remember, take the long way home. Bye for now.